Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Welcome to today's episode. We have a CBA and ask me questions if I was confusing. We have a CBA, and I guess I'm supposed to be happy about it, but really I'm not. I'm... I'm still more interested in minor league games. I'm still more interested in college games. As I mentioned on my Twitter, I'm more interested in Alexander Canario at bats than Clint Frazier at bats. I'm just not fired up. I'm not. I'm not. At least not about the Major League Club. Um, But that's not what the podcast is about. That's not what this episode is about. This episode is about the way I look at things. The way I look at things is not the way people generally look at things. With most people, it's, yay, I'm familiar with this guy. Yay, I'm familiar with this guy. Hooray, let's go, my team. Let's go out and see people and be at the ballpark and be around people. Yuck! Yuck! Being around people. Yuck! I'd rather be at home inside my house, not around people, because that's the way I function best. I function best when I'm not around people. And... When I look at baseball, <laughs> I look <coughs> I look at baseball as a garden of ideas. A garden of ideas. What is going to happen next as far as that thing that people didn't see coming? The thing that people didn't see coming. And today someone just asked me a question and it pushed me into a podcast that otherwise I wasn't going to do. One of the rules that sounds like it's going to kick in, one of the rules that sounds like it's going to kick in is that players will not be permitted to be optioned to the minor leagues more than five times in a season. Players will not be able to be optioned more than five times in a season. So... What does that mean is going to happen? You could say, what will be the unexpected consequences from this action? Gee, I couldn't imagine. Why why, why, why would that happen? Or you can look at it completely the other way. Since we know players are still going to get bounced up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down on the zip line, on the zip line, on the zip line, on the zip line. What's going to change? In regards to baseball transactions with players limited to five call-ups and call-downs in a season. There will be changes. 
Which will be the changes, though? Because some people are going to guess, well, since you're only allowed to call up and down a player five times in a season, teams will make fewer fringe call-ups. Fair term? Fringe call-up? Going to call up, uh, who, who do we want to call up today? Uh, let's call up, um, hmm, who would be a guy that the Cubs would have, uh, Jason Adam. You're still going to call up guys like Jason Adam or whoever it is. You're, if a team has, let's see, it's going to be what, 13 and 13? You have a five-man rotation, eight-man bullpen. Eight-man bullpen, it's still going to be a 12-man bullpen. It's still going to be a 12-man bullpen. There's going to be six guys that are up, and then two guys out of the next six that are down in the minor leagues. Or two, two of the six are going to be up at the major league level, and the other four are going to be down in the minors. So what's going to happen What's going to happen is some teams are going to aggressively utilize the 60-day injured list. Sorry, this guy's injured. He's on the 60-day uh, injured list. He's out for two months. He's out for two months. But it's only a 45-day injury. Yeah, I know, but he's out for two months because... That's the way we're going to save roster spots. There will be a lot more reliever gets injured, gets put on the 60-day injured list because that's a way to save a roster spot. Yep, I see that happening a lot. Um, a lot more churn with relievers. If you have a guy who is... I, I just, I'll say... um. I use a name from the past, James Norwood. Executives are going to be up against it. Is this guy going to make a difference? Is this guy going to make a difference? And you got to be right. More often than other teams are. You get a guy like James Norwood. You get a guy like... Um, Trevor McGill, you get a guy like whoever the flavor of the month is. Is this guy going to develop? Is he? Yes or no? Is he going to develop? And by develop, I mean, is he going to eventually be worth like half a win a season regularly. You know, like eventually, um, Brooks Raley eventually had a good career once the Cubs let him go. Um, that kind of thing. Is this guy going... Because if a guy isn't going to be that good long-term, it's fine, it's fine. 
when he gets to that point where he's gotten called up and called down three times during the course of a season, if he gets to that point where he's been called up and down three times in the course of a season, and he's getting to that point where, you know what, we're really not going to be able to zipline this guy a whole lot more this season, you got to ask the question, is he going to be the guy? Is he going to be the guy? If he's not going to be the guy, if he's not going to be a guy, then you trade him. Trade him to a team that will let him get used. Because there's going to be some teams in the league that are not going to shuffle rosters very much. And they have our guys. Let them pitch. For a while, the Reds were quite like that. Here's our guys. Here's our relievers. We're going to let them go out and pitch. If they get their hat handed to them, they're going to come back to the dugout and tap them on the butt and say, don't worry, you're going back out in two or three days. Going to give you tomorrow off, then you're going to go out the next day. Because that's one way to develop pitchers is to keep using them. There are going to be some teams that will do that. And if you end up getting to a point where there are some teams that will continually use pitchers who have struggled and try to have them... Um, I'm going to use... A, I'm going to interrupt myself. College. I've been listening to a lot of college games. And... Quite a few college coaches will try to assess pitchers in-game. Assess pitchers in-game. Because there is no backfield in college baseball. So, if you're up, ooh, let's say you're up 7-1. to one, There's a, In 7-1, the seventh inning, there's a certain type of relief pitcher you send out. You don't necessarily send out your closer dude. You send out a freshman who's trying to get used to pitching up to this level, and maybe he won't get out, but you have to take a look at him. If you're down 15 to 1, then you send out a different guy. If it's 4 to 2, then you send out a different guy. Colleges have reasonably deep bullpens, and they don't have a uh, call up from AAA system. So you have your roster, and who comes in in a relief situation depends on what the score is and who you want to get some work that day. So uh, some baseball teams are going to aggressively shuffle players up and down. Some teams are going to do that far less. I'm not sure I haven't checked, but I don't think the White Sox do a whole lot of shuffling. Usually with the White Sox, if I remember correctly, it's pretty much guy gets injured, guy goes on injured list. Other than that, there's really not a whole lot of shuffling going up and down. With the Cubs, there's a whole lot of shuffling going up and down. So if you have a team that is shuffling up and down and you have another team that's not shuffling up and down, then the player who has been called up and down three times in a season becomes of far more value to the team 
that doesn't shuffle up and down. So then what you end up doing is you end up trading the guy like Trevor McGill to the team that is willing to give Trevor McGill seven or eight or nine or 14 looks before they decide on whether he's worth keeping or not. And they throw off a 14th round draft pick and we're done. You got something you might want. We got something we might want. And we go. So what ends up happening is teams like the Cubs are going to be going aggressively at assessing relief pitchers. Very aggressively at assessing relief pitchers. It's not going to be so much outfielders that's a problem. It's not going to be infielders or catchers. It's going to be pitchers that are a concern with the five call-ups in a season. I don't know how many the Cubs have last year. Three, four that were even close to five? I, I don't know. I don't know. But it would probably be like guys like Trevor McGill who are on the fringe, on the cusp. And at some point, teams are going to have to get to the point where Make a decision. Is this guy a guy that we're going to want to have on into the future and he's going to make a difference? Or if he's not, we'll just unload him on somebody, wish him well, and get something back in exchange. Full stop. So then, how are the Cubs going to replace those pitchers that they're trading away? Oh, that's easy. By prioritizing drafting pitchers in the draft. By prioritizing drafting pitchers in the draft and other things. As of now, the Cubs have um, Ben Leeper, who they will not do a darn thing with in AAA, other than what they did last year. Pitch him in AAA, pitch him in AAA, pitch him in AAA, pitch him in AAA. Pitch him in AAA, pitch him in AAA, and then at some point, okay, now it's the time to call him up. If you really want to know what's going to be going on with the Cubs in their bullpen in, hey, I would say 2022, but 2022 is nothing magical. 2022, 2023, 2024, 2029, 2033. If you really want to know what's going on next with the Cubs bullpen, you have somebody who's following the AAA iCubs. The guys that are doing well in AAA Iowa, the guys that are doing well in AAA Iowa, are the guys that are going to get called up next. Maybe it'll be a Trevor McGill or a Michael Rucker off the 40-man roster. But once those guys have gotten burnt through a couple of times, once those guys have gotten burnt through for a couple of times, either they'll go on the injured list to buy back a roster spot or they will go away and be replaced by someone else from the AAA roster. Ethan Roberts. Ethan Roberts would be a good player to call up, especially mid-season. You know, if it's a, if it's a situation where, oh, I don't know, July, 
July, the Cubs have a reliever that somebody decides, hey, I want to trade for this reliever. Someone trades a prospect for a reliever, and the Cubs call up Ethan Roberts in July. Guess what? He can still get called up and down five times that season. He's already on the 40-man roster, but he's not going to be in Chicago very much. Braylon Marquez, same thing. I don't know how they're going to utilize Marquez, but I don't imagine they're going to have him stay in Chicago the entire time. The rules are changed, and the executives are forced to adjust on the fly for the way they're going to roll with their roster. Quite a few people are ecstatic that baseball is back because now they don't have to care about the pipeline. I think there are a number of baseball fans that ought to be strongly encouraged to pay attention a whole lot more to the pipeline so they can understand how things actually work. If you understand how things actually work, you understand the importance of the pipeline. And if you refuse to understand the pipeline, then you're not going to understand how things work. Kind of easy. Players won't be able to get called up and down five times. But player, the, players are still going to get called up on a Friday because Thursday night the Cubs had an 11-inning game and churned through some relievers Two relievers go down. Two relievers call get called up for a Friday afternoon game in Wrigley. And, but how are you going to do that? You can only deal with, you can only bounce a guy up five times over the course of a year. Well, if he's still not doing it after five times, then, sadly, he's probably going to have to go away. Or, he might get injured. Either or. But I didn't expect that to come. I didn't expect that to happen. Why not? <laughs> executives have to be ahead of things like that. Otherwise, they're ex-executives. There is one thing I am definitely looking forward to about this upcoming week of massive trades and free agent signings and all that kind of stuff. There's one thing I'm definitely looking forward to. Eric Hosmer not being a Cub. That's not going to happen. But, at least I don't think it's going to happen. It'd be stupid if it does. Um, the players are still going to get called up for a day or two and then sent right back down then get called up for a day or two, and then get sent back down. Because that's how it works. It's going to be more of a... If the limit is five, which it is, it's not going to be a case of this guy gets called up ten times, this guy gets called up nine times, and this guy gets called up two. 
it's going to be 5 and 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 5. Because that's what's illegal. Once the rules change, so do the strategies. And the competent GMs, Cubs have had a few through the years, not that many. Uh, the competent GMs will realize how things work and uh, abuse those rules. Because that's what a good GM does. Um, we have a CBA. We have new rules to get used to. Um, who knows? Maybe at some point I'll have to do a podcast on a trade. The Cubs do one of those. Who knows? Thanks for stopping by.